Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. We're back after a week off. Mr. Tate Matthews, the first TSSAA state championship in the books. No surprise, we have a Williamson County team championship. And we've added another TMSAA state title that we'll talk about as well. Not a bad start to the fall. What a great way to celebrate coming back from fall break. And Tate, I appreciate because this is, I mean, you're a guy, and it's not even next man up. You've played hurt several times. We don't want to get into it, but we appreciate you playing hurt today. Appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people, it's a team thing, right, man? You'd do it for me. Uh, I'm a big Navy SEAL fan, man. No left, no man left behind, and you got to be there for your brothers. So, But thank you for acknowledging that. Well, I'm going to use an old... Just like a basketball analogy, my question would be, do I get to shoot more now? Of course. Shoot, bring it up. I'm kind of like Bird. Let's put it this way. You ever watch the Dream Team? Of course. Documentary, I mean. He's laying you know, on the side. You know how Bird spent most of the games? That's where I am right now. He's on the sideline. Laying down on his elbows. Love Larry Bird. Really good. It's very Bird-esque what you're doing today, so Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah. Hey, let's start with golf. Again, state title. Congratulations, Coach Saunders and Brentwood. They win the boys' title. No surprise to us once they got out of the uh, district and region. And the Page girls, team state runner-up, very much like last year in their boys' team. They had the lead going to the final day. They end up losing a heartbreaker by one stroke. Uh, talk to Coach Eikhoff again. Congratulations to him. He's done a great job building that Page golf program. On the last hole, uh, and Dobbins Bennett was the eventual winner. On that last hole that they played, two Dobbins Bennett players got pars, two Page girls got bogeys. Two stroke. That does it. And they lose by one. But just a great effort by them uh, in another great state tournament in golf. I thought we'd win both. Beginning of the year, I said Page boys and girls. You were on the Brentwood boys train early. Two and three years. Two and three years. Uh, how about this one? They beat second place Clarksville. That's a good program. And has been. By five strokes. Yeah. Which that's, we don't want to quite go boat race city, but that's. It's good victory. That's convincing victory. Convincing. Yeah. It didn't come down the last hole, in other words. No. And Clarksville has all the golfers in Montgomery County. Brentwood's got the Brentwood. You know, we, all we got to do is kind of like volleyball, I think. All you got to do is make it out of our region, and you got a pretty good chance to win it. So, uh, But, yes, five strokes, that's a convincing victory. The girls, they had it. I think there is a state team state championship in the Page Lady Patriot golf program's near future. And the boys. Yeah. And the boys. Hey, so listen to this. I, I love how you describe this with – with Brentwood track, and you do it with cross-country, too. Same thing in golf. Yeah. If you look, uh, and I believe Clarksville had the winner. I think they had the champion on the boys' side. I may be saying that wrong, but I think that's right. Look at the boys' side. The top finisher for Brentwood was tied 12th. Wasn't even top 10. Right. Still a great finish. Jack Doyle, 12th. But then you've got Sam Johnson and Fletcher Dasso tied 14th. Boom, boom. Graham O'Neill tied 22nd. Purifoy, our guy. Tied 34th, and then also Bennett Lind, a part of that team. So, death by a thousand cuts. Gets you every time. That's why it's called a team championship. 
I, I love There's that. There's an individual championship and a team championship. They did not ride on the back of one or two guys. They all contributed. They all contributed. If you look at the individuals. Sorry, Tate. If you look at the individuals, I was pretty fired up too. You got Will Penson of Franklin. He was our top finisher. He finishes third. Minus four for the tournament. The winner was minus seven. Jake Eikoff uh, from Page tied 17th. Laird Williams from Page tied 39th. On that girls' side we mentioned, runner-up for Page to Dobbins Bennett. Brooke Bennett, fourth. Gabby Diaz, seventh. Also, shout-out to Scarlett Childs, Alexis Cipriano for being a part. Hey, and I like this too, Tate. Look at those individuals. You got Holly Hake from Ravenwood, 17th. Isabella McCutcheon, Centennial, T13. That's not a school that traditionally – has had a lot of top 10-ish kind of golfers. Great finish for her. Yeah, heck of a finish. Probably the highest they've had in quite some time uh, out of Centennial. So congratulations to her. That's a very nice showing. You can say you came back in the top 15 in AA, AAA, the largest classification. Uh, that's something to be very proud of. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Fairview's Matthew Coleman. He competed in the boys' Class A tournament. All right, Tate, it's been two weeks, so it's been a little bit ago. Uh, everybody got the rest during fall break, which came at a great time. I can't think of a much better time than after game eight. Maybe game seven, but after game eight, solid too, that you get a break. I think it sets our teams up to really be peaking going into the playoffs. Yeah, and we had a lot that were banged up, a lot, maybe all of them, um, which, you know, uh, you get this far into the season, you're going to have those things. But I do think we talk a lot about it in the preseason and then during the game about the how tough our non-region schedules are, and they are. So, you know, that's a lot of banging and bruising and bumping. Uh, you know, some teams have the luxury of having the off weeks in the non-region. We don't have that. So I think it came at a really, really good time because I think a lot of our teams were beat up. I think you're going to see some young people that you haven't seen in a while back for more than one of the teams. So you're right. Came in a great time. Uh, and I just I like it being this late too, right? You know, you just feel like you're re-energized. So, and it's always fun to watch how the different coaches handle them too. You know, some, what they decide to give them off when they decide to bring them back. But you're right. Came in a great time. We're ready for a playoff run from all of our teams, really. If I'm one of those guys, and again, I'm not a football coach, but – I really think it's nice for teams like Nolansville and Summit. They come back and play a WCS opponent, but it's a non-region game. Right. So they, it's almost like an extra week to get going again. Uh, I really like that schedule. Let's start with the WCTV game of the week. You and I were both there, and what a game it was. Brentwood comes out on top, 28-21. It was a battle of unbeatens. Brentwood came in ranked third in the state in 6A. Centennial was number one in 5A. And the man of the night, and it's also he stepped up on one of our WCTV. It's actually the play of the week. Right, Johnny Silvestri of Brentwood. Check out the play of the week. Cougars taking a lot of time here to get the play in. Nevis looking deep down the middle once again, and that's going to be intercepted. That's number 27, Silver Street. That's his third interception of the night. So huge play by the Bruins. Returns it down inside the 15-yard line. 
So Silver Street once again comes up big for the Bruins with his third pick of the night. That's going to push him to six on the season. Well, that was not his first, not his second, but his third interception of the game. That sealed it. That was um, uh, that put an end to it. That, the centennial, the hope of centennial coming back and winning that thing. He had a fumble recovery in the night as well. So he had four turnovers that he was personally responsible for for the Bruin defense. The guy's always around the football, just like the fumble recovery. Uh, he's not the one that knocked it out, but. I think it was Derby Jones that knocked it out, by the way. Um, uh, he's, he's there. Johnny on the spot. He's always around the football. I, was, ball, huh? I was hoping you'd give it to Derby. <laughs> um, the, uh, he's just, man, he's, he's a fun player to watch, man. Uh, great instincts for the ball. Uh, you know, four in, four, there, there's four turnovers on a season in a 10-game season. Not a bad season. It's a really good season. Hit four in a night. So, and none, none bigger than that. Jack Zach, tremendous name. Yes. Also had an interception for Brentwood. If I'm Centennial, here's some positives. Number one, they lose to a team that's one of the best 6A schools in the state. They turned it over five times. That's not a positive. But when you turn it over five times, you think you're getting blown out by Brentwood. Right. And the way that game started, tell me if, if, if I'm wrong here, it had the feeling – after the first quarter, like they were going to get blown out. Yes. Down 10 nothing. Next thing you know, you look up, Dominic Reed is juking and jiving. 14 points in the second quarter, both on Reed touchdowns. 14-13 at the half. All of a sudden, we got us a ball game. What a great atmosphere that night, too. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, two great football teams. Um, and you're right. It did. It had the feeling at the beginning that Brentwood was getting ready to take that thing away. Uh, and, and I'll tell you another positive that I took from it that I loved. Brentwood, we knew they're bigger, and they were bigger on the offensive and defensive line. We thought that was – I mean, everybody knew that. That was a, a check in the plus column for the Bruins. Uh, we were down there. Uh, now, here we are unbeaten, and this is part of athletics, but – some of the Centennial faithful were not too happy that Coach Stewart was calling the run. You got to quit calling the run. We got to throw the ball if we're going to beat these guys. And he stayed with it. You know, sometimes as a play caller, that's what you have to do, right? Uh, just dropping back and flinging the ball over the place against Brentwood, that wasn't going to do it. My point is, he knew what they had to do to be successful. It wasn't successful at the beginning, but he knew he had to keep running the ball, keep running the ball. And once they did and started having some success, they came back and made a heck of a game of it. So what I would say is if they can run the ball on Brentwood, they can run the ball on anybody they're going to see the rest of the season. 14-13 Centennial at the half. Uh, Charlie Mullis catches a little screen pass there from Baylor that was Hayes. Hey, seriously, I'm glad I forgot about that. One, that was a great execution. It really was. I thought that was a great play call. I did too. It, it was – that was – everything about that was – Money. Baylor Hayes making the pass there for Brentwood. It gives them a 20 to 14 lead. And then you talked about Silvestri with an interception that was our play of the week. Gavin Nelson scores. It's really over after that. Uh, Centennial, they get it down to an onside kick though. Yep. 28 21. Uh, just couldn't recover that onside kick. But again, great game. 
Ravenwood. Now, this was a Thursday night game. We had a couple of Thursday night games. 41-28 win at Franklin. Franklin's had some close games this year. This one was one I didn't think was as close as the score. Four touchdowns by Ravenwood in the second quarter. It's 41-14 early in the fourth, but give Franklin credit. They kept battling. But this one, unlike some of the Franklin games, it was, it was over after the second quarter. Correct. Uh, obviously, Coach Webb taking over. Uh, pretty tough spot for him. But, again, those Franklin – I watched some of this on the NFHS network. They kept battling. Yeah. They just kept battling, kept battling, score a couple times in the fourth quarter to cut it down. Uh, don't look now, but the Raptors have won seven straight. They're 4-0 in the region. And I know they've got Oakland this week and Battle of the Woods. They've got that thing circled. I think they're prime. I don't remember what even call it an upset. When Brentwood and Ravenwood play, you can't call that an upset. But I think they're primed to maybe step well, up. Well, let's say this. Let's say, and this is no foreshadowing, so don't read anything into this. I'm just setting this up. Let's say Ravenwood does beat Oakland. Okay? So then they're and, – and, and Brentwood beats Independence. So Independence is 9-0, and and Ravenwood is 8-1. and Brentwood 9-0. and Brentwood 9-0. and okay. Ravenwood's 8-1. and Lone loss opening week of the season to Alcoa, who's a top five team in the state, by the way. Uh, I don't think you can call him. I, th- I don't think you can call him an underdog. I think at that point it has to be a pick'em. The difference in those two, and I know we're two weeks away. Brentwood with the veterans. Yeah, those veterans just keep. I'm not saying I'm picking Brentwood though. Right. I, I know you'll remind no me. No foreshadowing. I know you'll remind me of my early season projections. Now Ravenwood. 434 yards of offense. Carter Pace limited, limited, even though he scored a touchdown. Pitch count. Davis Dowlin, the sophomore. Back-to-back, 100-yard rushing games, 138 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you got to like what he did. Donovan Starr, the multi-sport athlete, 56-yard pick six. Femi Babalola, nine for 12, 143 yards and a touchdown to our man Ben Hubbard. Hey, Maverick. He's back. So, I, I just I like what's happening with Ravenwood. Yeah. Brewer Wilson, another solid game for Franklin. 266 yards, three touchdowns. One to Thomas Tillman. Want to give Thomas a shout-out. He's a senior for the Admirals. To tell you how well that Ravenwood uh, offense was clicking in the Franklin game, could have been 60 points. Coach Hester – he did. Put, he, he pulled off a little bit. Class move, as always, by, by point, Coach Point Hester. being, nobody else has put that much on Franklin. Ravenwood, that offense, when they're clicking, and they were clicking the other night, uh, they can put up points and they can put them up fast. Another WCS battle, a non-region one. Independence 31, Fairview 7. Both teams are now 5-3. and three. I think this one was actually closer than the score. It's 14-0 at the half. Fairview gets it to 14-7 to in the third, and they turned Independence over a little bit there in the first yep. half. So I thought it was a good litmus test for Fairview. I thought it was also a nice game for Independence uh, to back off that region schedule but still play a WCS team. I thought it was a great, really, outcome for both teams, honestly. Torrey King, 100 rushing yards for Independence, two touchdowns. Luke McNeely, Reese Pickering also with rushing touchdowns. Fairview – forced 
again, depending on your perspective, independents might say we coughed we up. Yeah, that's right. Three turnovers in the four, in the first half. Jax McCoy, who's continuing to play well. Wendell Billingsley, uh, they hook up for a touchdown there in the third, but not enough. But I like that matchup late in the season, Independence Fairview. Yeah, I do too. And and it definitely, not that it doesn't Independence, but it definitely makes Fairview better going into the playoff run. That's a that's a tough game for Independence, um, you know, because they're six eight, right? So. Uh, Definitely makes Fairview better. The three turnovers, that's pretty uncharacteristic of the Independence Eagles. So wondering, you know, if there might have been something more to that. But they've got two weeks to get it tightened up. they got a big one this week. We'll, we'll find out what that was really all about uh, by Friday. Maybe they were looking. They had 30A in one eye. <laughs> Look, it's hard. It's hard to fight that. <laughs> Nolansville, 27 0 win. Hey, oh, I do have a good side note on that. On 30A or? <laughs> no, on the Independence game. You got to love Coach Stidham, right? Coach Stidham. Uh, they may or may not have wanted to wear their gold jerseys oh. with their gold helmets against Fairview. Uh, but when Coach Stidham got on the film and saw the Fairview uh, yellow, he said, we ain't wearing Vegas gold versus <laughs> fair. That's way too much shades of, of yellow and gold on the field. Pick another night. That would have been uh, not exactly a color, color rush, rush. <laughs> but close. I hope we see that in the Brentwood Ravenwood game. You very welcome. I love when they do that. No one's will 27, James Lawson, zero. Now, we knew no one's was going to win. Right. But I thought after that Hillsborough game, which was down to the wire, I thought it was a great, say a bounce back. Heck, no one's won two right. weeks ago. Right. I thought they really stepped it up and took care of business in this game, Tate. Yeah, they did. And uh, remember, there was a time when James Lawson was undefeated. Then, you know. They now started, they're not. They started playing some real teams. Point being, they, they do some things well. So, uh, yeah, I think this was a game that they needed to come out. Not quite boat race. That's why we don't have the boat captain hat on. But, um the, 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 this was a game they needed to come out and take care of things early, get some puppies in there, right? Last thing you want to do is get somebody hurt in this game. They came out, they took care of business. That's a sign of a mature team. Hey, I don't really care about that Hillsborough margin of victory because they've, they've got some athletes. They're, you know, they were sitting there at 4-1 and one when they play, played. Uh, remember, Nolensville's, what, a long touchdown pass away from being unbeaten. There's a lot to play out between those three teams in these next three weeks. I, I think any one of them could end up being the winner. And I keep saying this, and again, I, I don't mind saying this because I know we our coaches aren't going to be like trying to throw games. <laughs> you like number two? I want to be two. Yeah. No, I want to win the region because that's a, in football. That's a thing, right? We region champs, but I'd take two as a consolation. You just want to be one or two. Three. I'll tell you another. Good. Have you noticed this? You're, you're good at trends. Ty Collins, we expect that. Zion Tamaska, he's ended up having great. You know, he's not going to have the best overall career of any Nolensville night ever, but his single season is going to end up stacking up with any good. of them. Maybe the best. Landon Smotherman, he keeps popping up. He keeps making plays, more and more plays as the year goes on. Six receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. That's a nice little connection we got going there. Knights have got a well-rounded offense. They do. Caleb Farr also with the TD reception. And on the defensive side, four sacks, interception, forced fumble. 
Jackson Bandy, Mr. Double-Digit Tackles himself with 10 tackles and a sack. Brennan Rexroad, eight tackles. Carson Kelly, seven tackles, two were for a loss. Paige, this to me was as impressive. They go to Hillsboro. They play on Thursday night. Yeah. Which I don't think Paige was totally loving, but they're like, okay, whatever, we'll play Thursday night. Well, and the timing of deciding it, I, I don't know that. It, I, it was different. Yeah, okay. It was it was different. So all those were adding up to maybe he'll, what would what would Mister September call that? Uh, Bush League. Bush League. <laughs> Bush. It was it was. Paige now seven and one, three and zero oh in the league after just walloping Hillsboro. 35-7 to seven on the road. William Weebush had himself a night. Three touchdowns, two on defense. 35-yard scoop and score, 12-yard pick six, and a rushing touchdown. Page, I, I've been saying, look out. Look out for Page. They got Centennial. No one's going to end it. They have, are. Have I been? I'm asking because I want to make sure. You haven't heard me. No. Yeah. But I feel like quietly. Oh, I got in an argument with some people. Centennial's getting all the hype right yeah, now. Yeah, I got in an argument with some so. people that Paige, oh, we're in trouble. I said, what are you talking about? In trouble? Yeah. We're, oh, Hillsboro. We're, I said, you're going to kill them. They're really good. Okay. You were right. Jonathan Palmer, uh, big night, 26 for 35, 206 yards, two touchdowns. Calvin Katarba. Eight receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown on the defensive side. Sean Cunningham had a big night with 11 tackles, three for loss. Eric Hazard, eight tackles, two for a loss. And Brendan Ains forced a fumble. Knight Wilson with an interception. I cannot wait till this Friday night. Here's what I like about players and coaches. Weebush is a player. You know how many years he's ever played safety? Uh, this, one. this one, right? You got to love that, man. Hey. You've been playing over here. This is how you can best help our football team and also where you're going to play the most. You want to do it? Sure, coach. I'd like to go do it. And he goes out and he excels at it, right? That's a football player. Also, you got to give um, – Coach Rathbone, at the very least, had to rubber stamp it. But whoever's idea it was to move him there, that was very good. They see a guy that, you know, has he, hey, oh, he's never played there. Doesn't matter. Kid's a football player. It's up to us to coach him up. He'll figure it out. And he's really turned into a heck of a defensive back. And he's causing problems on offense, too. But he's turned into a heck of a defensive back. Another WCS team playing well. Let me help you here. Thank you. <laughs> Summit, 37. Overton, 6. Summit gets their second region. Wait a second. Here. You gave me the wrong hat. <laughs> well, maybe I thought it was kind of a combo. I don't know if he was calling you a clown, Coach Coleman, <laughs> no. or me a clown. <laughs> Go ahead. You have the floor. 37-6 went over Overton for Summit. Coach Coleman, he used to be on the Duck River, but now he's moved up to WCS. He usually likes to come on up a little bit. He gets on Percy Priest, gets on that 40-footer. It was all boat race city against Overton. Outgained them 354 yards to 129. That was a nice region win, second one of the year, and also good taste, uh, good feeling for the Spartans going into fall break, coming back for what they got next. Uh, played really, really well. No surprise here. Our man Mason McElhaney leading the way. 11 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. 
He completed one pass, and it was a touchdown. To Cooper Feltz, also Braylon Thompson, Sam Sloan. What's the what's the uh, completion percentage on that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say attempts, but his yeah completion. Oh, gotcha. One. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Completion. Every it, completion's a touchdown. It, it wasn't many more than that, if if it, if if any. Thompson and Sloan, rushing touchdowns for Summit. Let's talk a little volleyball. You're pumped up about this. I'm fired up about it. I am too. Coach Coleman, you're gonna wear the shades the rest of the show. Well, maybe I'm, I might be foreshadowing something. The volleyball, first of all, let's go back to the district tournament, which has happened, you know, we had our show and then we've been a couple weeks off, so they've played the district, region, and sectional. So everybody, including us, the volleyball was just crazy. It was five sets here, five sets there. We go the whole district tournaments, and every match was a sweep. Every match was 3-0. Well... So yes, why I was wearing my sunglasses. So every match was a sweep. Who won the district tournament? No one's won. And how did they win every match? 3-0. In the district tournament, I think that classifies as a boat race. Even though we don't normally? Yeah, but this one we have to. We, I agree. we don't like Wilco on Wilco crime, but this was a statement. Well, what just... Go ahead and give the lay of the land. What was Nolensville seeded going into that? Six, and you picked them to make the final. <laughs> now, you didn't pick them to win. I know. But My you, fault. Which you said, you said, I give you credit, oh, captain, my captain. You said Brentwood and Nolensville would be in the state tournament. I had Summit and Brentwood in the state tournament. You were right. Uh, I'm not surprised because Nolensville can do it. Now, Nolensville, they play in the finals, 3-0. They play in the region final. 3-0 again over Brentwood. Then Brentwood uh, goes to Gallatin, 3-0. Brentwood. <laughs> Hope that didn't make your ears bleed. <laughs> Nolensville, they're oh, only, the only set they lost all year, or excuse me, postseason. Postseason. Was to Green Hill, but they win 3-1. So they win three, five, six matches. They lost one set. That's on And fire. they were the sixth seed. It's those uniforms, man. They were pretty cool. Those uniforms are – you're going to sell a lot of uniforms. You just tell that story. It's already started. <laughs> the sixth seed. And it's already started. Uh, that is an impressive, impressive, impressive run, man. I mean, he in talking to him all year, he kept saying, I'm telling you, we just got to get to the tournament. We're getting better. But still. He was right. Sixth seed in this district and to win like that. That's awesome. Man. Now, I do want to give You know, a... he's a Percy, his old Smyrna roots. He's a Percy <laughs> yes, Priest guy. Yes. He probably went down to four corners afterwards and got on the tri-tune. A little, little bit slower pace of life for Coach Young, but he was on that tri-tune. Mr. Bud Rakes took him on, a, on his first. Coach first Rakes. Mr. Rakes. Always with the coat and tie. Yep. Always he was a serious man. Very buttoned up. Hey, you always knew, kind of like Mr. Cardwell. When Mr. Rakes was around... At school, uh, there was no doubt who was in charge. He was in charge. Ever. <laughs> I do want to give some individual shout-outs. This was in the district final. Yep. Uh, Kyra Knox, she is, I was going to say killing it. Killing she it. She had 22 kills. Kaylee Sadler, Avery Etheridge combined for 36 assists. This is for Nowensville. Daisy Oatesvall, really playing well for Brentwood. She had 19 kills. Eliza McKnight, 13 kills. I do want to give a shout-out. Coach Rucker. 
first year as the coach at Brentwood High, and it leads us to this week's gym. Now, I hated not to give it to Nolensville, but I thought this was great. I think you should have. The 30th. Uh, 30th. 30th. 30th trip to the state tournament for Brentwood. Uh, right now, they've got 16 championships and seven runners School was up. founded in 1982. <laughs> so she's kept that tradition alive. Let's take a look at that bracket real quick. Hey, real quick, foreshadowing. You are going to. I think maybe this year, but if not, in the near future, Daisy Oatesvall will be a female athlete of the year will co-finalist. We like her in track, too. Goodness gracious. Let's take a look at that bracket. So if you look at the volleyball bracket, again, the tournament's this week, no one'sville's half. And, of course, it's double elimination, so a lot of things yep. can happen. East Hamilton, Collierville, West Ridge, no one'sville. So if you look at the records, you're probably going, oh, okay, no one's, uh, they're, they're going to win. They're, they're going to be in the finals of the winner's bracket. Yeah, well, Juan, what do you notice? What, what, what? I, I did. I looked at that. What is that? What is that? What jumps out to you when you look at all the overall records? Everybody's got thirty wins and not many losses, but they're not playing who we play. That's right. They don't have Franklin and That's Independence right. and Summit and no one's going to Brentwood and Ravenwood in their in their region. On the bottom half, you got Houston, Maryville, Cleveland, Brentwood. I think Brentwood's in the in the tougher side. They are. Uh, Cleveland's one of those teams. Houston's one of those teams, kind of like – not like us, let's don't get crazy. Correct. But they're really good. I think most people would say going in outside of WCS, uh, Cleveland's one that – I think a lot of people have Cleveland as the favorite right now. But that's okay. We're going to find out at 5 o'clock. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be really good. I look for us to come away with another team title. I do too. I do too. I don't even know where Westridge is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, East Hamilton, they're down there. They're the offspring of Ottawa. No, I'm kidding. I think Collierville will be the toughest competition. On that side. On yeah. that side. Yeah. But they're going to they're gonna win both. And they're going to be playing in Could that. have a all-WCS final. It's oh, happened yeah. more than once. I would love it. It'd be unbelievable. I would love it. And if, and if so, we'll be there rooting them on. Hey, let's talk about this one. This was exciting. Middle school, the first ever... TMSAA Girls Volleyball State Tournament. First one they've ever had. Well, what happens? <laughs> well, we get into pool play. <laughs> Brentwood and Grassland. Are, you know I love this. Uh, you love it. Brentwood and Grassland are two representatives from WCS. It's an eight-team tournament. It'll probably be four next year. But it was eight teams this time, so we had two that could come out of our sectional, Brentwood and Grassland. We get into pool play. So they got two pools. Two teams are going to make it out of each pool. And there was somebody there that, that mentioned to me, like, oh, Brentwood's one of your best teams, right? And they're getting beat in, the, in their pool. Okay. And I could tell they liked it. Yeah. They were kind of – Took a little – They were kind of – Well, they both come out as two seeds. Grassland loses to Greenville Middle. Brentwood loses to Ross N. Robinson Middle, whatever that is. So they both lose. So they're number two seeds. But what happens in the in – the, Final four. They both win. They both win 2-1 over two teams that hadn't lost. Then they play in the final, and i got to give it to her. Coach Grace, bigger stuff. She's done a great job now. Yeah. She's got excitement. Everything's fired up. 2-0 win over Coach Love's team at Brentwood. So in the first ever TMSAA Volleyball State Tournament, we win it with Grassland. Runner-up is Brentwood. And, oh, by the way, 
In the WMAA tournament, Grassland was the three seed. Wow. Thompson Station was two. Very strong. It's pretty good. And I got to give you a shout out too. I know that Coach Haas and Coach Brees came over about 30 minutes before the final started and said, hey, we got this idea. We'd like to get some. You guys knocked them out. Had the state. I told somebody, I said, this is the most Wilco thing I've seen. Without a doubt. We got the middle of the school volleyball tournament and we're putting the shirts on. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was like being at the SEC tournament. They had this championship tees ready for them. I got to give the credit to Coach Haas and uh, Coach Brees. It was their idea. Glad we could execute it, but it was very cool. Uh, They got to hand them out right there at Legacy Court off General George Patton. That's great. Those things literally. little backstory. Coach Brees texts me and says, hey, man, we thought for sure it was going. They beat them 2-0, didn't they? I yes. think they did. Yes. We thought for sure it was. I was like, okay, but now this is going to be tight, right? <laughs> and um, we thought for sure it was going to go three C, three sets. He texts me. He says, hey, man, how close are we? <laughs> I was like, I'm getting ready to get in the car. He goes, I don't think this thing's going three sets. <laughs> he literally came out, walked out, grabbed the box, and took them back in. So that was awesome. Congratulations to them. We like to make fun of buzzwords people that use buzzwords too much, but I'm going to use a buzzword here that we just used on uh, off-air, silos. People like to talk about silos, right? Well, if you're talking about the Franklin Volleyball Silo, it's on really good footing right now, man. It is. Uh, They're playing better than they've ever played, and they've got the TMSAA state champions headed their way. Don't be surprised when Franklin becomes a real, real player. Uh, in volleyball in the next couple of years. Obviously, Coach Beebe doing a great job there at Franklin High, too. Soccer. The more things change, the more they say the same. Franklin and Ravenwood play in the girls' championship, but it's odd how it happened this year. Franklin dominated. Yes. Ravenwood is the sixth seed. The sixth seed. Not only did they win that first match, they beat number two seed Brentwood after being down 1-0 in the second half. They get a couple of goals, uh, one from Megan Holloway, or excuse me, Megan Holloway's filling in for Coach Mancini. Coach yep. Mancini's out on maternity leave. Right. Abigail Dibble ties that semifinal match in the 48th minute. Four minutes later, Emily Callanan from Ravenwood gave him the lead. That was an upset. Even though it's Brentwood, right, that was still. Yeah. That's an upset. In the finals, Franklin wins uh, 2-0 goals by Ellie McDonough, Mia Hassan, Page also was a semifinalist. Franklin beat them 2-0 as well. Now, here's something I feel very confident predicting. Franklin's going to host Lincoln County this week in the region. <laughs> and Ravenwood is going to travel to Spring Hill. Those are going to be – it's going to be like abuse. Good grief. <laughs> Spring Hill, congrats – listen, I'm, I'm just messing. But it's – It's you're, really not a You're hosting. Guess. And you got to play Ravenwood? Yeah. Well, thanks for playing. <laughs> Franklin's unbeaten, right? Uh, yes, 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 yes. They've been tied. That's unbeaten. But not, you're correct. Tate, we're getting short on time. And you were on them early on. I was on them. Yep. Been on a couple this year. but. Yep. Speaking of being on fire early. Now, you did make a little dent this week. He's coming. Pick. We coming. Pick I know who ain't coming. <laughs> Pickham's last week. So wait, uh, what? I went to bed. It was twenty nine nothing. Look it up. <laughs> Doctor Qualls and I both went five and one. Yep. You and the fans went six and zero. Oh. 
so good job, it, fans. So let's look at the standings. Uh, Dr. Qualls, 47 wins. You have 48 wins. You're in third. The fans are in second, 49 wins. I'm still in first, 50, 51 wins. And fans, keep voting on... Just go to WCSCL Athletics. Now, I tried to throw the haymaker. Okay. I picked Centennial over Brentwood. Now, if it would have, it would have been over, over. Because nobody was really picking that. I was, well, the, no. only, yeah. I was the only one that picked it. This week is going to be interesting. Uh, I will tell you this. I, I'm going to pick first. We're going to go in order. <laughs> it's not totally rigged, but it's a little rigged. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go first. Brentwood. Versus Independence, big region game. Brentwood three and zero. Independence two and one. You talking about turning the region upside down? If Andy can get that Ooh, win, oh boy, it really and would. I think it's going to be a great game. Who always gives Brentwood fits? Andy. Yep. Andy. Always. I, maybe Brentwood's right. Right before Battle of the Woods. And then down on thirty A. That's right. Seaside. I think it's going to be close. I think it's about an eight point game. I'm going Brentwood. It's going to be close. Eight though. points. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know why I said eight. Uh, okay. Um, Brentwood, too much, too good. Independence makes it a really tough game. Don't know they were there, but the Bruins. I'm glad you're picking this one first. And I'm not changing my pick. I just think I'm going to surprise you here. It's WCS game day. I didn't, I didn't circle it. WCS game day, which we love going. Dr. Hill – we sent her a message and said, y'all better be ready. Better be ready. She's like, it's good. they'll be ready. Water bottles She told and all. me to be ready. She said, y'all better be ready. <laughs> At least, okay, the Cougars. Okay. Last time we were there, we got assaulted by flyswatters. <laughs> I'm hoping that was because of the yellow jackets. I, I'm trying to think of what can they throw at us. Anyways, and they'll then, bring it. And then uh, the water bottle. And then the Patriot assaulted the yellow jacket. I thought he was going to belly flop on the... Stage. So, I mean Paige, the, uh, the, the table, the set. Page hosting Centennial. It's game day. They're both 7 and 1. They're both 3 and 0. It's a big region matchup. Who you got in this one, Taylor? Uh, Centennial made believers of everybody with that 28 to 21 loss against Brentwood two weeks ago. They're 7 and 1. They're playing with lots of fire. They got DJ Curl and they got Dominic Reed and the boys flying all over the field. Agile, mobile, and hostile. Every time I pick against Paige, they make me regret it. They're getting healthier. They're still not all the way healthy. They might have more playmakers than anybody in the entire uh, sports conference. Paige Patriots. You surprised me. But I, I told you I wasn't going to say. Oh, change. and the two-time 5A state runner-ups. I told you I was going to stick with what I was going to do. I'm picking Paige, too. I thought you were going Centennial. If I'd have picked first, you might have changed it just to try to. I think Paige is playing really well. I do, man. too. I like Paige. Fairview, 5-3, and 2-0 and oh in the league versus Sycamore, 2-6, and 1-1. One and one. I'll say this, though. Sycamore only has two wins over Maplewood and Cheatham County, but they had a convincing win over Cheatham. Man, you sold me. <laughs> but Fairview struggled a little bit with Cheatham. Are we talking about the Pete Froden, Tim Ray dump? <laughs> Well, if you would I really, I don't even know why I tried to sell you because I'm picking first. I'm picking Fairview. I'm picking Fairview. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. Jeez Louise. The, hey, these next, these next three are tough. tough. I'll be interested to see what you do here. Franklin, last home game of the year. Yep. They're 0 and 8. They play an undefeated 6A 
eight and zero Mount Juliet team. On paper, it looks like a blowout. I don't think so, but I'll be interested to see who you pick. Uh man, Franklin is just—they're—they're—they're they're, they're so close. Um, they're so close, but uh, I just don't see it happening against Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet made a believer of me with their win over Lebanon in overtime, two overtimes last week. They're undefeated. They got a lot of playmakers. I'm going with the Mount Juliet Bears. Regrettably, I'm doing the same thing. But, again, I think it's 10 or less, and then Franklin ends the year with the win over overtime. That's a win. So we both agree, Mount Juliet. Yep. All right, I'm up next. Ravenwood hosting Oakland. Ravenwood 7-1, 3-0 in the league. Oakland 7-1, 4-0 in their league. Miss Hester, I, don't be mad at me. Uh-oh. Because I'm going to pick you next week. I'm just going to tell you because I've got to. Oh. I, I've got to. I, I, Even I, if you don't believe it? I, I'm picking them next week is what I'm saying. So I gave you a little early taste of that. I'm going Oakland. Okay. But I think the following week they get back in there. Oakland. Oakland. Oakland, when they beat Ravenwood, it's because of the line of scrimmages. They've always been able to match up with them talent-wise, in my opinion. I don't think this is a dominant Oakland offensive line like they've had in the past. I'm just telling you, the Raptors are going to go into the Battle of the Wood. Wow. At 8-1. and one. That's big. Hopefully I'm back on the Christmas card list, Mr. Hester. And I can tell you this right now. If that happens, Ooh. you're back in it. Yeah, but then it gets real tough. They beat Oakland. How how do I beat how do I pick Brentwood over Ravenwood when they're playing that well? well Who knows? You've got to. Well, I don't have to. No, but you things can boots can change on the ground. I'm surprised you I like it though. I, hey, this isn't gamesmanship either. I don't think they're gonna beat them. I hope I hope you're right. Final game, it's the WCTV game of the week. I think this is a good one. Nolansville uh, versus Summit. Again, WCTV game of the week. I think it's one where it's nice for both of them. 6A, 5A. 6A, 5A. We've learned that there's a difference. Well, don't be trying to set me up because you're picking first. <laughs> Nolansville Summit, who you got? Uh, I don't like this game at all as far as a picker. I don't either. Um, because, uh, you know, common sense would say you go 7-1 Nolansville. But I do think there's a difference in 5 and 6 I don't think. I know. Um, Summit's playing better. They do some things that, that create problems. Uh, who gave – and I don't know this. Who gave Summit's offense the most trouble? Ravenwood. i got to think that Coach Derrick and Coach Hester have been comparing oh. notes. So I'm going to go with the Nolensville Knights. But I think it's closer than the pundits will think it is. I think it's another one. It's it's a, this is a touchdown or less. Could be yeah. Could be a field goal. But I'm still saying no one's field. Yep. So, and I'll give you a chance to go back on it. If you pick Summit and I go no one's field, and you get that in Ravenwood, we're tied. I know, but <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I tell you what, I'll take no, Summit no, no, no. if you'll take Sycamore. <laughs> that concludes Pickums. I will not do that. So the only difference we have is Ravenwood, Oakland. Yep. And I hope, I hope you cut it to one. Or it'd be to two, I guess. Yeah, it'd be to two. But we got the playoffs. Because you're three down. Three down. How did that happen? You've been dominated, man. But you might be like the Stanford Cardinal, not Cardinals. 
That's the right. Cardinal. That, that'd be a good trivia. You, do you know there's... It's a cardinal tree, isn't there's it, or only, something like that? Yeah, yeah. There's only a handful of uh, college football teams whose mascot do not end in S, and they're one of them. You know another one? Crimson Tide. Oh, that's good. Tight the midshipman. Oh, from Navy. Okay. The Fighting Irish. Oh. How many are there? I'd have to do some. That's at least four, right? Yeah. You just named four, didn't you? Uh, uh, what's uh, the Green Wave? Tulane. Tulane. And our friends in Gallatin. And our friends in Gallatin. <laughs> Tate, appreciate you being here. Mr. Producer, I'm sorry that we went about 15 minutes. We had a lot to talk about. We, though. we, were, talk we about. were off. We were off last week. Go to a volleyball game. Go to a soccer game. If you're a Page Centennial fan, be there early. Game day will not disappoint. Got off the phone with Dr. Qualls. <laughs> Uh, he set the bar so high with his reveal at Nolansville. But <laughs> he's already talking about he's it. He's already talking about it, and he's going to bring the juice, I promise you. Can't wait. Tate, good to see you as always. You too, brother. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.